Cutting Out Early, the podcast. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I'm in a glass case of emotion! With Max, Zach, and Alex. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! Well, we're waiting. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting edition of the Cutting Out Early Podcast. We are live, bringing you episode number 24. 24. Recording. Recording on January 12th, 2021. Glad to have everyone here aboard. Max Major here, Alex Newth, Zach Montgomery, taking you through the next hour or so. A uh, lot to get into today. How's everyone doing out there today? Another week. Good, good. Uh, you know, we don't come in live to anybody. <laughs> yeah, what am I talking about? Live. Live here right now. Yeah, no, we we, we right record now. this and then upload it, but unedited version. <laughs> that's what we are. Record to tape, as they say. Um, it, it's actually kind of funny because there are a lot of podcasts out there. We all know that. Everyone's doing a podcast. They all stole our idea. They got some microphones. Unbelievable. They got a podcast going just because they saw Cutting Out Early's doing it, and so can we. So there we go. But who who records to tape? Very few. It's, you know, at least for me, the edits you hear in podcasts and, you know, the, the weird, like, breaks and stuff like that. I don't know. It doesn't work for me. I'm more of a traditionalist. Real radio. That's kind of what I uh, what I enjoy. So bringing it to you unedited. That's yeah. what we do. That is what we do. Well, we hope everyone's having a good day. Plus, with- if you can't if you can't maintain a uh, a straight conversation that makes sense, then maybe you shouldn't be on the air. <laughs> you need these edits. Get your ideas together. As Alex is cutting it out. That's perfect. <laughs> hey, that hey, that's not my fault. That's the connection. <laughs> well, that was a little ironic then. I'm. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh. We'll do it live. <laughs> well, we thank everyone for listening. Um, glad to have you guys aboard. We got a lot to get into today. I, I, I mean, there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on in sports. As a matter of fact, there, it's. I know there's people saying like, you know, we talk too much sports or whatever. Which I know, I agree sometimes. I know, I know, I know. But yeah, a lot of feedback. Saying coming in. Thank you guys. There's some feedback. <laughs> thank we, you guys. <laughs> we appreciate all the feedback. Yeah. We take it very seriously. Um. This was our highest viewership ever. Oh, yeah? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> can, we, can we get the accounting department in to check the books and get everything organized? Um, anyway, the, the, the real deal here that we have to mention, and I know it's one of those things that, like, you know, I don't know if anyone's happy about this. Of course we're talking about Jim Harbaugh. Of course we're talking about him re-signing with Michigan. And of course we're talking about how I don't think I've talked or heard from any one person out there who thought that this was a good idea. I think it was more or less a situation where U of M, I think, was kind of hoping that maybe Harbaugh would go with the NFL. Maybe he would have some team show a little interest in him, and maybe he would take that contract with the big leagues. But, uh... No, no, no. He he's with Michigan now, proving uh I guess finally 
that Michigan is now a basketball school. There may be a <laughs> hockey school, maybe a field hockey school. Anything but football is pretty much what they're banking on. But but why? I mean, really, do do you get this? No, I. This, do you get this? I, don't I know. was laughing when I when I heard about this because um, for those who don't know, before, so just from like any standpoint, say this is your employee, right? And you're renegotiating a contract for them or whatever. And the only reason you're going to bring them back is if you cut half their salary and eliminate their buyout. <laughs> <laughs> this is Michigan. <laughs> so why, why would you take an employee back who you obviously do not have enough confidence in to pay them the salary they were getting before? You're, I don't, it is mind-blowing to me. It's obvious. Oh, my God! With... The <laughs> the so they he was making eight million a year before. Um, I think now he's making four million a year. It makes him like the eleventh highest paid coach in the Big Ten when he was number one or number two, right? And uh, his buyout is now two million, which is essentially nothing for um for college football coaches. The, I think the I saw one this year that was like twenty four million, and they bought someone out. I think it was uh, Ole Miss or something. Yeah. 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 Um, Which is crazy. It is crazy. But it I don't know why you would bring someone back and how you can recruit and build on a program when your coach, the leader of your football team, could be let go at any moment with his small buyout and his and you're not showing any confidence in him by paying him half his salary. Yeah, it, just in uh in relation, his buyout it says right here in the ESPN article, his buyout is only two million dollars. And then it, it drops every year by half a million. <laughs> so, exactly yeah, what you of M wants. Compare that to the like the, the twenty million dollar sums you're seeing at different programs for these buyouts, which I think is ridiculous in and of itself, but at the same time, you're the University of Michigan. You say that you are one of the premier football programs in the country. You have the boosters. I mean, that's really who funds a lot of these buyouts when you want a new coach is the boosters. You have the boosters to fund these buyouts, and yet you're basically saying, yeah, if someone wants Harbaugh, let them have them. Yeah. <laughs> I still I, – I don't know. It, it's just oh – <laughs> It's mind-blowing. Oh. Does anyone expect – first of all – in terms of recruiting, I, I still contend that there's a lot of people in high school who may have thought, you know, I mean, I suppose like in middle school, elementary school, like Michigan's the place I want to go. That's the place. But if they're actually a real athlete who has potential to maybe go pro, do you really think they're considering Michigan over another school that they're being recruited by? I mean, I just don't understand a, a, a high schooler or middle schooler or whatever thinking to themselves that Michigan is the place for success if they want to potentially make it big in the NFL. I feel like there's so many better options and and Harbaugh is the reason why all of a sudden they've screwed themselves for recruiting for the next five years or so. I know. I still think he'll go to the NFL. I really do. Him? Yeah, Maybe not as a head coach. Maybe as a DC or something. I I don't think he lasts more than one year. I don't think he's going to ride this contract out. He'll he'll be gone after a year, and then he'll be in the NFL. There's gonna be somebody. See, there's like seven. There's like seven NFL openings or something ridiculous right now, and only one has been filled so far. And even that's, I don't even know if that's been filled. The Texans' job. No, I think he's yeah, he's at least here for this year. Well, yeah, no, this year, yeah, but maybe one more year, and I I really think that's gonna be it. They can't keep him for five years. I think. Come on, I think they're hoping. My point, my point is that he had his feelers out. 
and there's yeah. six or seven openings that have been open for quite a while and none of them wanted him. He, I feel like Harbaugh hates Michigan now and Michigan hates Harbaugh, but they're like <laughs> stuck together. Yeah. It's like a toxic relationship that they can't get out of. They're, and honestly, like Michigan, it, Jim Harbaugh was obviously at least looking somewhere else because who would want to sign a contract where you're getting your salary cut in half? I I do think he has some incentives where he can get back up close to where he was before, but I mean, this those incentives are likely, you know, winning the you know Big Ten, beating Ohio State, going to the college football. None of yep. the, nothing he's done before in his prior six years. So why would he get there now? Yeah, I got it right here, Zach. It's a one million dollar bonus for winning the Big Ten, another million for winning the national championship, half a million dollar bonuses for winning the East Division, and uh, reaching the playoffs. So. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, things things he hasn't done in his six years here. And honestly, hasn't even been <laughs> close. Loser. I, I I hate to say it as somebody here who does root for Michigan. I I, I I'm just beyond words. I'm, but but look look at this. Basically, it means that to earn what three million dollars, you know, the two half million dollar bonuses for the Big Ten East Division and reaching the playoff, and then the million dollars for Big Ten Championship and the CFP National Championship. So that's $3 million in incentives. He has to beat Ohio State to get those. <laughs> Michigan's just he, thinking he of themselves. He cannot lose to Ohio State and still earn any of that money. <laughs> right? So that pretty much caps some of the $5 million, whatever yeah. the other incentives are. Having fun there, Max? <laughs> I am having fun. Michigan knows they're not giving that up. I mean, no, that's, seriously. That's $3 million incentives they can keep in the bank. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, anyway, I, here's one more thing, and I don't want to belabor this because we all see it. Is there any possibility that this team is going to de- be better next year, significantly better? Well, you just fired your defensive coordinator. <laughs> uh, out! Who, coming in, had a track record of running the best defenses in the, in the country. Sure. Don Brown was the most respected defensive coordinator in the country. Sounds familiar. What do you mean? Matt Patricia. Oh, yeah. But anyway, the uh, they re- after six years, they decided it wasn't working, and they're moving on. And the person you're going to get is probably not going to be as good as Don Brown was, at least coming in, yeah. you know? And I, I heard I, rumors they were going to hire the linebackers coach from the Ravens. Yeah, which is just ridiculous who's, to who's, me. I th- he's like a young guy, like 30-something. And I think they're only going to hire him, at least the rumor is, because he's on John Harbaugh's staff, you know, the Ravens. <laughs> Nepotism. <laughs> we know what they're Mean, doing. Meanwhile, the the big hire in the DC realm uh, was that guy from Cincinnati. What's his name? Freeman, I think. Yeah. And he was rumored to go to LSU, and then at the last minute, Notre lock. Dame swiped him up. I know he was a he was a lock to go to LSU too. I remember reading that he is going to LSU, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> I see you text. He's going to Notre Dame. Oh boy. Oh boy. He's going to well, be the DC but, for Notre Dame. Yep, yep, because RDC left to be the head coach at Vanderbilt. Mm. But, well, I mean, th- that's the kind of guy Michigan should be attracting, not some linebackers coach from the NFL. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I just don't see them improving beyond next year. I don't I, I don't know. I, I don't well, have faith. I mean, I know they're keeping a lot of the same, same talent. I mean, a lot of the guys are staying there. It's going to be relatively the same team. So I suppose they can have a little time to, you know, mesh together and, and try to improve, but – I, I just don't see any area where I say to myself, wow, that's going to be improved or that's going to be better. I just don't see it. It's going to be the same old, same old, and uh, I guess they're just stuck being a mediocre football school. 
until well, depending somebody. on which publications you read, I think Joe Milton is the Heisman favorite for next year. <laughs> <laughs> MGo blog. The uh, I I will say this I I don't see how their defense could be better than last year. Well, their defense was already pretty bad, but it can't be worse. <laughs> but their their defense I think will continue to be bad because they just the one place where Michigan missed out in recruiting this year was the defense. They had a bunch of recruits flip on their on the defensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. and it ended up dropping their recruiting ranking a little bit, but it, not much. But the, the problem is, is you're losing those recruits coming in for your new defensive coordinator, who is really unproven. He's the linebacker coach for the Ravens, and you already had a stud there. So it, it seems like you're downgrading in two areas on the defense right now for me, and it I don't... It's going to be tough. We'll see. <laughs> well, combined with that topic, I suppose we could might as well jump into that. Uh, Something Jim Harbaugh game. will never do. No, it was well, last night was bad. <laughs> I enjoyed watching The Bachelor, which we can't talk about today because somebody on the show didn't watch it last night. Instead, he wanted hey, to watch a blowout. I'm sorry, but at least I'm going to watch it. I, mean, <laughs> I, I hope so. The if I didn't care if I was going to watch it, I let you talk about it. But I actually plan to watch it. The listeners are now uh, in the dark with this, and uh, my, my fantastic recaps, my incredible takes on The Bachelor, and all of a sudden it's just like, "Where's Max's take on The Bachelor?" I'm, I guarantee we get more emails this week than ever. It's going to be <laughs> unreal. We can maybe maybe a, thank uh, emergency you episode after I watch. How about that? <laughs> Or maybe thank yous for like, please don't let Max do that voice ever again. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? This is ridiculous. Well, when The Bachelor was going on, which I did watch, I was flipping back to the uh, college football championship game in which Alabama blew out Ohio State. Um, fi- what was the final score? It was nuts. I mean, it was... Um, what, they beat them by like 24 points? Shoot, hold on. <laughs> I, I, I had it pulled up, and now my internet sucks. Well, it's just a matter of showing. 2452. 2452? Yeah. Oh. So more than double. More than double. Yeah. Alabama beats Ohio State. Well, they couldn't stop them. What, what is this? Well, I know. What does this say for the fate of, uh, of college football? Is this a nail in the coffin saying that, these playoffs need to be expanded, something needs to change, or is this just going to go on and on and on until, I guess, well, Saban retires? Even after that, who knows? This, this is a this is a powerhouse the likes of which we've never seen. I would have to say that this could be the best era of uh, a college football team ever, ever in history. I mean, this has got to be it. Yeah, definitely. And to your two points saying, you know, does this say it needs to be expanded or is this going to go on forever and ever, ever? I think it... It says both things because it needs to be expanded to give other teams a chance to at least participate, but Alabama's just going to keep winning. I don't see any <laughs> end in sight for them at least. They're they're at the top and they're going to stay at the top. And we talked, you know, a few weeks ago about how expanding will create some parity, I think. I think it will make it so that a lot of the teams actually have a chance at making it to the playoff and have a chance at getting good recruits and being, you know, competitive. But I think that at the end of the day, you're still going to have a top team where every top recruit in the country just knows if I go to Alabama, I'm going to have a shot at a national championship and I'm going to have a shot at going to the NFL. I'm curious to hear what you guys think with Justin Fields. Did last night's game at all affect his draft status or is that just a, a non-factor? For Justin Fields, I thought he made some good throws. He was obviously injured. Um, I, he was 
honestly, he was playing a capable defense. It, I think Alabama's offense stole the show and couldn't be stopped. Sure. Um, but, like, Compro- I think he was playing a, you know, he was playing respectfully. I don't know. People were saying, like, he's had he, – did he have a bad outing? I don't know. What are people saying? Well, I'm saying? just curious to what you think. I mean, I mean, the, the team got killed. And, yeah. and who knows how far he'll drop in the draft after this game, if at all. Or if the maybe the Lions have a chance to get him. I mean, it could happen, I suppose. I mean, I wouldn't put too much stock in one game, regardless of how good or bad it was. But no, I don't. I don't think it affects his his draft stock at all. I mean, you go up against Alabama, you you kind of got to just forget that game. Um, I don't know if he's going to fall to us at what are we seven? Yeah, number pick? seven. I think he'll probably go two or three. Um, maybe it gives that quarterback from BYU a chance to jump him because he played phenomenal in his bowl game, but I really don't think anybody should put very much stock in just one game. you got to look at the whole portfolio of work. Absolutely. I mean, for, for Alabama, what is this, uh, number 18 uh, national championships, uh, number six under Nick Saban, which is, I mean, that's unprecedented. Um, I, I agree that there definitely needs to be changes. I think you're right. They should be expanded. They give another team a chance, just a chance to have some type of upset in there. Otherwise, these four teams, Alabama's going to be one of the four, and they're probably going to win because they can handle just those few games. It's not going to happen every year, but it sure is happening a lot. So if they just give more teams a chance, a bigger pool, it would make more exciting football, and it would potentially have a wider championship eligibility class yeah there could be some underdog who does it right now there's not even a chance no i i, I agree which is frustrating and I, I i just think that's i i just think that's such a case in point why it needs to be changed i think a big eye-opening thing for me was that ohio state is by far and away considered the best team <clears throat> in the big 10 and after last night it it kind of showed that Ohio State's not even close to what Alabama was this year. You know, exactly. it wasn't even it wasn't a contest. So I, it's like, I don't know. It, it it's it kind of shows that uh, there like this 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 hierarchy of teams is 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 higher than ever, and nobody has a shot, like he said. And um, I think the way that you fix that is actually by going to expansion. But I I I heard an interesting take on the radio actually the other day, and it was that. In order, this is a hot take? No, it's not a hot take. I, I, it was an interesting Stealing point. Takes. It was an interesting point. <laughs> it was an interesting point. Hijacking takes. Unbelievable. They, they said that in order to make it so that there's not one team coming out of every division that's the top of the top, you need to guarantee that there are two spots for each division going into the – or each, like, the Big Ten, the ACC, the SEC, all these uh, divisions would have two teams going to the college football playoff. To like sort of make it so that um, not one team in the Big Ten is so dominant, not one team in the SEC is so dominant, and I don't know. I thought that was interesting. You know, I, I we talked D- about that's the 12- a different um, a different format for sure. So, yeah, we talked well, about. Would you t- have like twenty teams making the playoff? No, no, no. I don't think you have to go that far. They were they were saying sixteen team playoff when they when they said that. Um, I, I like the idea that we talked about before. You could do there our twelve team thing, and but I, I I think you would have to consider not every D one school like we 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 said initially. Um, I don't so know. You're, you're saying like Conference USA wouldn't have an automatic bid? Yeah, exactly. you just have like a G five bid or something like that. 
Yeah, exactly. And I, I guess you would assume that one of the they would have to be in the top twelve teams in America to make it be even considered to go to the playoffs. So I don't know. I just I that was an interesting thing because it's just like the reason why OSU is the best in the Big Ten and all the best players go there is because they're the only team that's going to make it to the playoffs. You know, like maybe if like oh we could get a team together and go to Penn State or we could go to Indiana or whatever, then we have a shot. I see. There's a lot of formats out there that could be done. Yeah. But I think the bottom line is that something needs to be done. They better figure it out. I I do. Uh, do you guys want to talk about the NFL? Jump into it. The three man rush. The three man rush. Is that what we want to do? Absolutely. Uh, we we got to. Should we do a recap of last week? Yeah. Al- we are. Uh, we're tied now. Alex, what happened? Because we we did not have the same picks, but all of a sudden, all of us are three and three. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Well, you know, we didn't give out any bad picks, at least for our for our listeners. If yeah. if you rode with any of us, you ended up fifty fifty. So that's not too bad. Uh, you know, if you picked and choose, you might have been up or down a little bit. Uh, but but no, I thought we did fine. I'm a little upset because I wanted to pick the Colts, but oh. you guys both picked picked the Colts to begin with. So I was like, okay, I got to pick the Bills, and of course, the Colts. Stop covered. whining. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Stop it! Well, either way... going to stick to my guns this week. Exactly. you got to be confident. We have four games coming up, I'm and pumped. if... I, I know, again, probably the second of the uh, two best weekends in the NFL. So, Mr. Montgomery, if we could have a little music. Yes! Ah! Three-man rush. We are... Taking you guys through the four games coming up this weekend. If Mr. Montgomery Zachary would like to take it away. Yeah, our first game, Saturday, 4.35 p.m. start kickoff. We have the Rams and the Packers. Toe meets leather at 4.35. Uh, line is seven right now, favoring the Packers. What are your guys' uh, takes on this? You know... Again, I do think that the Packers are going to win this game. I am still as impressed with Aaron Rodgers as I've always been. I'm taking the Packers. I I, I think it's going to be a, a plus touchdown. Touchdown a field goal maybe. But with that seven-point spread, I know it's a little big. I know it's a little big. But I just think that the Packers are that good. They always will be. And it, it, we're, This is in uh, Green Bay, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, give me the Packers. Rams can have the points. I agree, Max. I'm riding with the Packers as well. The uh, the over-under for this game is 47, meaning that Vegas is predicting a 27-20 final score. And to be honest, I don't know if I see the Rams scoring 20 points with Jared Goff's surgically stapled hand <laughs> playing in the frigid <laughs> weather of Green Bay. I mean, as we saw when Tennessee, which is a very good team, traveled to Green Bay and played in the cold, teams that are used to playing in warmer weather don't do so well when they make a rare trip to Green Bay. And Green Bay's used to it. They can put up a lot of points in that cold weather. So I'm going with Green Bay. I think they got it. The Rams defense is going to give them some trouble, but I think they're up for the task. Uh, I'm actually, I'm going to, there's only four games this week, but I have to agree with you guys here. I I do not. I think I've always said that the Rams' offense is a sham. I'm shocked they won last week. I think the only reason they did win is because Russell Wilson threw that pick six, which was basically half the Rams' offense for the whole game. 
Um, I I just don't see how the Rams can put up enough points. I think that defense is great. I think Aaron Donald is the MVP of the league, um, but I just don't think that they can keep up with the Packers in any way. Okay, so for our next game, it's another Saturday game, 8.15 p.m. It's the Ravens and the Bills. Very exciting matchup, actually. Uh, Bills right now are favored by three. What are your guys' takes on the Bills and the Ravens? I want to let Alex go first on this one. All right, I'll take the first one here. I really like the three points with the Bills. I got to go with the Bills here. I like the Ravens, but they just don't play that fast of an offense, even though they can get into spurts where they rack up points real quick with Lamar Jackson just making big, big plays down the field. But at the end of the day, the Bills have a passing game. The Ravens do not. I got to go with the Bills. This is one where I don't have an incredibly strong opinion one way or another. It's a three-point game as far as the spread is concerned. Vegas has it close. Pretty much a pick'em game. I am going yeah, to take home game for the Bills. I'm taking those points. Give me the Ravens. Oh. I'm not too passionate, but I want to have a little differentiation with Alex over there, and I'm going to take a little gamble. Give me those three points and give me the Ravens. What's the uh, weather going to be like in in Buffalo there? Uh, where's our weather department? <laughs> weather department. <laughs> Um, give me a minute. I'll, 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 I'll give you my take while we're waiting. So I'm actually going to agree with Alex on this one, and I'm going to go with the Bills. I think that the Ravens had some luck with uh, with a couple runs from Lamar Jackson. Um, he still has not shown that he can throw the ball, and I think especially in these later playoff games, you need to have a balanced offensive attack, or you need to be able to stop the run, and, and I don't know if the Ravens can do that as much either so we're gonna have uh go with uh allen and the bills to win with over three points buffalo new snow york showers on snow Saturday. showers i'm seeing that low 30s and snowing in buffalo how much snow we're we talking like white out like blanket on the field it's 40 percent ah, probably nothing eh, it's probably gonna be bust <laughs> it's probably gonna be sunny <laughs> nobody knows it's tuesday for god's sake we're forecasting five days even the professionals can't do that they try, but they can't. <laughs> the next game we have is Sunday. By the way, really quick, I just want to say, that's Saturday. That's going to be a fun Saturday, if you think about that. A 435 start at Green Bay, and then an 815 night game in Buffalo, New York. My goodness. Those are the best games. Sign week, me up. Yeah. Um, yeah it's going to be great. The, the next game is a Sunday game, 305 p.m. The Browns are playing the Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by 9.5 right now. I'll go on this one. I was very impressed with the Browns over the weekend. I thought they did a very, very good job against the Steelers. I know that those Ben Roethlisberger memes are going around the internet like crazy right now, sitting on the bench looking defeated, looking like an old man, which he is. It's too bad, but there you go. I think that nine and a half point spread is a bit of a trap, but I may just fall right into it. I want the Browns. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think they're even going to buy a touchdown. I think Mahomes is too good. But I was too impressed with the Browns to avoid that 9.5. I'll take those 9.5 points. Give me the Browns, and let's make it happen. But the Chiefs are going to win. All right. Um, 
Well, my opinion on this game, I'll go next, is that the Browns got ex- were gifted the game by the Steelers. Gifted the game. I mean, the there was a the first play from scrimmage was a snap that went to the moon, and then Ben Roethlisberger and his running back refused to run on the just jump on the ball. Like I'm, I'm like sitting there with my dad. And I'm like, are they gonna jump on it? Are they gonna jump on it? And they're literally <laughs> like watching it go into the end zone as as the Browns get an easy seven points. Um, and then the rest, like, it was 28 points in the first quarter. The game was over from there. So I, I think that the Browns were essentially gifted the game and that they don't even have a shot against the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to blow them out, and I think that this, it, it it's not going to be even close. It's not even going to be nine and a half points. Really? Close. Yeah. Wow. Okay. There you go. Alex. Yeah, you know you know what, Zach? I, I got to agree. I, I mean, this is a tough one. I'm with Max here that that nine and a half is a bit of a trap. If it was ten and a half, maybe I'd stick to the Browns, but oh. it's nine and a half. Oh. And I think the Chiefs are going to take it because last week the Browns were playing a Pittsburgh Steeler team with no run game and a fat quarterback. And this year they're playing the this week they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs who have a running game and a very athletic quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. I don't think the defense is going to be able to stop them, and I think the Chiefs offense is going to run away with it and the Browns are going to be defeated. Go home with their tail between their legs. Is it? It was Claypool, the Steelers' wide receiver, that said, "Uh, that's okay. They'll get clapped this week or something like that." And I'm, I'm, I'm agree with him there. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a very arrogant thing to say, but he's gonna be right. Uh, our our last game of the weekend, the Senior Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Is at 6:40. A per- perfect time for senior uh, bedtime actually in bed at nine o'clock at the (laughs) latest and you're just tucked in cozy after that early bird special watching the two tuning in on the history channel (laughs) we have the buccaneers and the saints in the superdome in new orleans saints favored by three and a half what do you guys got? Well, after the number of times the Saints got into the slime zone on uh, <laughs> Saturday, which was incredibly impressive and a fun watch, still better than the regular broadcast. I would have done taken that all day. No fluff, nothing. Just the game and a little fun. I don't mind that. I do believe that Tom Brady is due a couple bad games a year. I don't think he had his best game on, um, what was it, Saturday night. Uh, which was a very close game, and I'm still pissed that the Buccaneers won. That was not fun, losing that. Um, However, I still believe that Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. I think he's due a couple bad games, but I think he, of all people, can bounce back. He's getting, with his Buccaneers, three and a half points. Give me those bucks. I'm riding or dying with them right now. Alex? We got to pick the opposite oh. because we have the same picks going into this last one right now. No, you don't. We do. We have the same. We have the We're same different. three. We have the same well, three. You can pick what? whatever you, you want. You got... Pick whatever you want. No, no. I got to let Alex go first. I'll pick the opposite. Oh, boy. Well, no, because we it's still not the, fun. In, this, in the whole grand scheme of things, we still do have the conference championships and the Super Bowl to pick. Okay. Um, so... All right. Well, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I think that the Bucks, the Bucks showed last last week that their defense is uh, not as good as it has played. Um, they struggled with the third string. Who knows what that guy's name was? But he had that awesome dive for the end zone. He shot off a rocket. That was unbelievable. It was great. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I think I think the uh, I think that the Saints are going to do what they've done all year, and they're going to dominate the Bucks. So give me the give me the Saints and the three and a half. Oh man, okay. Well, I guess we'll be okay because I am taking the Bucks. Oh, I gotta go with yep. them. They get the three and a half points, and I expect them to win outright. I think Drew Brees is going to throw himself to a loss. I think 
the Bucks are going to be able to get pressure on them. The Bucks were not very good at getting pressure on uh, on that stand-in quarterback that Heine- Washington was Heineke. using. I can't even Heineke. remember his name. Heineke. <laughs> yeah. Heineke. That, that was his name. They could not get any pressure on him. And with the front line that the Bucks have, that just should not be happening. So I think they're going to get they're going to be more successful at getting pressure on Drew Brees. I don't think he's going to be able to perform very well, and I think the Bucks roll pretty easily. All right. Yes, sir. I agree. And that is your three-man rush for the week. Cutting out early podcast. <laughs> It's gonna be a good weekend. Are there any other uh, odds or or you know over unders that you guys are looking at? Maybe even prop bets. That's a great one. You know, one of the things that I always did on my old show was when Super Bowl time came around, I loved reading the prop bets. Those are the best. And now that betting is pretty much everywhere now, and it's getting more and more popular and more and more accessible in the U.S. at least every single day, pretty much. There's prop bets all over the place. Um, that's a good one. Let me take a look because I would love to go over some of those prop bets and see what we have. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeing any just yet. I haven't looked. I was just looking at some of the over-under numbers. And what's interesting to me is this Chiefs-Browns game. It's the highest over of the entire weekend at 55 points. Wow. Chiefs, of course, are favored at 10. But the Browns just put up a ton of points on the Steelers who have a pretty good defense. And the Chiefs, of course, are known for their electric offense. So I'm wondering, 55 just seems a little low to me. That's predicting a 35-25 game there with that spread. We use 9.5, oh. by the way, for for what it's worth. Right, right. It, so I would take the over. That's going to be a very high-scoring game. I really believe it. I, I, think, um, I think Baker Mayfield may realize that he's not the best actor. He does a lot of commercials, but he really should do his best work in the football games on the gridiron. So he's going to bring it. I know Mahomes is going to bring it. That's going to be a, a, a crazy high score. I think they can get 55 in the first half. Yeah, it might start looking like the college football championship there. <laughs> it would be fun. By the way, um, uh, uh, Zach, just... Uh, to clarify, I, I know you took the Saints. They're you're, they're giving up three and a half. They're not getting three and a half. They're, they're giving it up. I, the, the the my my point stays. <laughs> wow. Very very bold. I'm not very good with the uh, the lingo. That's what I've learned. I don't know. Um. Well, this oh my is, goodness. What's that? Sorry, I I just googled uh, NFL prop bets for this weekend. Yeah. And one of the ones that came up, player prop bets, the over under for Patrick Mahomes passing yards is 323 yards and this website projects he will throw for 415. Jesus. What site are you on? Um it's called Betting Pros. Oh yeah, well, look at them. I bet they're pros at it. It sure sounds like it. And they're only predicting 210 yards for Baker. Uh the two top prop picks that I'm seeing and this is from cbssports.com for what it's worth. Baker Mayfield under 239.5 passing yards gets you uh, minus 115 uh, for a bet, which means if you bet $115, you will profit $100. Uh, 
Um, it pretty much says right here, Mayfield has put up over 250 yards in five of his past six games, but he didn't even get to 200 yards against the Steelers' diminished defense in Week 17, nor did well, he, he didn't in have Week to. 6. I know. Oh, oh, Week 17, sorry. Week 17 against the Steelers. Mm. Um, but he did not in Week 6 either, um, nor has he ever had 200 yards against Pittsburgh in five career games. Uh, now he's supposed to, with that play caller, not at the game, and with the Steelers' defense returning most of their starters. Um, wait a second. Is this at the, least uh, the Browns will have a coach this week, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Steven Stefanski had to watch from his uh, living room. His basement. Yeah. And he was on a 15-second delay. Did you see that story? Yeah, I heard that, yeah. Max, did you hear that? Um, yeah, but I'm kind of I'm kind of confused now because I think I was reading the old prop ads from last week. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, we'll just edit that out. <laughs> no, we don't edit. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, yeah, I know, th- but there was a big delay. Did you? What channel did you guys watch? Oh, for the game. Yeah, the 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 Electric Factory, the Nickelodeon channel. Yeah, you kidding me? Yeah. No, I. That I was did, awesome. I, it was I, great. I did tune in whenever whenever they were close to the end zone or something. I'd flip it on and see the slime zone and everything. I don't know. The kid kind of annoyed me, but <laughs> which one? The sideline one and the, oh yeah and the and the and the girl obviously didn't know what she was talking about either. You you had to get past that, but uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was interesting. It was it was fun to see like the different animations and stuff they could do on top of uh, on on top of the game and make it kind of uh, interesting for the viewer. Yeah, just just to point out. So I I watched the the slime zone the whole time. I really liked it, and <laughs> the the female um, announcer she was like trying to be like very clueless for the benefit of like kids watching so oh, yeah exactly was, you don't think she was actually clueless no she said something like i like the kicking because it seems really difficult or something like that yeah. oh i think she was clue i think she was pretty clueless i don't think she's a sports fan or i mean at least not i mean she may be a sports fan like oh i love watching the football players but, but i don't but think she's she an adult some, and she was she's like 19 like kids would say she's like 19 oh really yeah, she because there was a stat like the year two thousand. I wasn't even born then. <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> oh, I missed that one. Really quick, um, incorrect correction. That two hundred thirty nine point five is for this coming week. Oh god, <laughs> for Baker oh, Mayfield. I'm all sorry. I'm sorry. All you gambling degenerates. You know. I'm done. I'm done. I did um watch most of the game on the uh, Nickelodeon. It, it was. I just liked it because it was so like unpretentious. It was just like. They're just explaining it like, okay, now they're going to try for a field goal here. That's going to be three points. And he made it right through SpongeBob's face. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like basic and normal and and kind of fun. And I don't know. It was a, I loved it, man. I loved it. It was great. I I liked how the first down line was like dripping in slime. (laughs) (laughs) And Nate Burleson. Every every time Nate Burleson was like, can I slime someone? Can I slime you? (laughs) He was trying to. No, Nate, shut up. That's gross. (laughs) Nobody got slimed. And the whole thing was like, I bet bet so many kids were disappointed. Sean Payton did after the game. Oh, wait, did he? Yeah, he volunteered to get slimed, so they uh, they filmed it after the game in front of like this big Nickelodeon banner in the in the locker room. He's like sitting on the ground, and they oh, pour a bucket nice. of slime over his head. It was not on the broadcast; that must have been on on later. But yeah, it was on Twitter. I saw the whole thing. Did you guys watch any of the post game? 
uh, Nickelodeon. Yeah, the the MVP went to uh, the Knicks' most valuable player, or whatever it was. The Ed. I don't know. He went to Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, the Nickelodeon Most Valuable Player, the MVP. It went went to Mitch Trubisky, which was not presented to him on TV, which was disappointing. <laughs> they interviewed one of the players. Could that, you that, imagine? That, I know. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> Mr. Trubisky, we'd like to present with you the MVP. Congratulations. <laughs> you guys know the story you behind asshole. that. asshole. Get out of here. You guys know pissed. the story behind that, right? It was, yeah, it it was, was a, a total troll job. Yeah, it was, it was an online poll. And the fans voting knew that Mitchell Trubisky was playing horribly, and he didn't deserve it. And he, but he, he might have actually been the reason why the Saints were winning. I don't know, but uh, it was a troll, and they, they, they did it uh, to Mitchell Trubisky as like a troll. <laughs> could, could you imagine they pull him up on stage? You've won a Kids Choice Award. <laughs> there was that post game where I forget who was being interviewed. It was somebody. It was Jordan. It was uh, his last name. Is it Cam Jordan? Is that his? I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. His last name's Jordan. He was wearing that plastic mask. Yeah. With the microphone over the. It was a plastic mask. You. It was so muffled. It was like. It's just a great game, everybody. We just lived in it. I can't believe it. And he refused to get slimed. I know. He refused to get slimed. Nobody got slimed on TV. Nate Burleson was in the booth, like, maybe going to slime the play-by-play guy, but he didn't. And um, no mention of his drunk driving pizza incident, by the way, either. I guess the kids don't really want to know about that. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just so awkward at the end with the kid, like, Mr. Mr. What's his name? What, what was his last name? Do you think? I don't even know. I don't remember the guy they were interviewing. It but was the- Jordan. It was Jordan. It was, I think it's Cam Jordan, right, Alex? Mr. Jordan, Mr. Jordan, sir. Uh, what was the best part of the game for you today? And it was like, so Mr. Jordan, we, we heard that your head and coach then- might want to get slimed. Is that okay? Walking the locker in there, not sure. And it was just, it was so awkward. Okay, Mr. Jordan, uh, back to you. All the kids were upset. The real MVP didn't even show up. They give it to Mitchell Trubisky. That's too bad. It was just so unpretentious and and just, it was just there. It was just watching a game that was just there. I I don't know, man. I liked it. It was different. I wonder if they can keep doing that. It's going to put sideline reporters out of the job, though. Oh, yeah? Did you see that? They had the kid there, and he was like, I don't know how old was that kid. That kid had to be like know. 14, 15, and he was doing like the same job that like Aaron Andrews and all the sideline reporters do. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys um, hear the f bomb dropped on the broadcast? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't, not live. But let I me, saw the replay. Let me play it. All right. Let's. All right. That was clear as day. Oh, the kid. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's. Uh, so Let's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you knew it was going to happen at some point. They're learning football and a little bit about life. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm. I'm just grateful there wasn't like some terrific injury or something like that where they'd have to explain to the kids like, "All right, this man is going to be paralyzed for the rest of his life." Now, CTE kids, we're going to talk about that. Here's scientist Bill Nye to talk about CTE. Bill, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really bad luck. That'd be incredible. There are a lot of things that could have gone wrong, but I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, a, I'm just a fan of like production and like, like mishaps, like the, like the f bomb being dropped. I love that. <laughs> I love awkward interviews. I love when mics don't work. I love when st- things don't sound right. It's just, it's just hilarious to me. So it, there was definitely a few pieces of that which was very enjoyable. I was, uh, I was a fan. I was a fan. I'm curious to see if it was actually successful with the kids. 
or if it was just like the adults tuning in to like get the nostalgia of uh, Nickelodeon while they were watching the game. It's a good question. I don't think I know kids it's were watching I know it's it. anecdotal, but I saw a lot of people online, like adults, and even on the radio, people saying like, "Yeah, you know, usually my kid can't sit for an entire NFL game, but the Nickelodeon version got them to watch almost the entire thing with me." So, um, you got to realize that the real game was on CBS, which is a network station. I mean, that's you know one of the one of the big three, I guess, big four now with Fox. Um, that was a game that got thirty million viewers, and Nickelodeon, of course, is on cable. Not even many people have cable, but it says that they got two million people on Nickelodeon. CBS got thirty million. That's actually not too bad, believe it or not. Two million, the That's most. It was Nickelodeon's most watched program among total viewers in nearly four years. Now I'm curious to hear what happened four years ago. <laughs> But I, I don't know. I hope, I hope they do it again. I hope they do it again. I got to get the kids off the streams, the Twitch streams. Yeah, I know. That's why the NFL did it, because they have a huge problem with the younger generation on Twitch. They don't. They like eSports, not as much in the NFL. Keeping in the NFL, and I know we're not going to spend forever on sports, but we have to at least mention a couple of the updates going on with the Lions, with the GM, with the head coaching search. There was an update today. Um, Brad Holmes who, should I know who that is? Should I be familiar with him? I actually have no idea who he is. He's being brought back for a second interview. This was, like, breaking news this afternoon today when we're recording on Tuesday, the 12th of January. It looks like right now he's the front runner for that GM position, but he is being brought back for interview number two, I guess. But d- For the GM. he's For uh, the GM position. Who is he? He's someone, he's like a scout or somebody for uh, the Rams. Oh, yeah, spent 18 seasons with the Rams, rising from a personnel department intern to one of the most trusted members of Les Snead's front office. Um, Director of scouting for the, for the Los Angeles Rams. So there we go. I mean, is there any updates on coaching odds or GM odds that you guys saw in terms of, like, the betting odds that's saying, like, who's going to be the guy? Um, we were trying to find this. The best I could find is from six days ago and this is changing so fast yeah six um, days ago that's almost insignificant now <laughs> i know i know because i mean it says here that robert salah was the favorite uh going into the weekend six days ago and it, that's not true anymore because he actually just got a second interview with the jets which makes him probably more likely to go into that um i, don't, I heard some things about uh who was this coach it was it was a new orleans guy dan campbell uh mm-hmm. he was he was like an assistant head coach and a tight end uh, coach for the uh, for New Orleans, and he might be a favorite now. Um, and Marvin Lewis, which is kind of an interesting one, might be a favorite going into this week too. Marvin oh, Lewis, nice. for those who don't know, he he was he's kind of out of the news now, but he used to be the coach for the Cincinnati Bengals for like eight years or something, and they went to the playoffs quite a few times under his. Uh, uh, Sorry, I said Marvin Lewis, correct? Yeah. Marvin yeah. Lewis, yeah. yeah. I think so. <laughs> for, well, he was the coach um, for 16 seasons, excuse me. You okay? Yeah, yeah. And he went to the playoffs seven times with them. So, I don't know. I think he Are just, you doing he okay? Remi- <laughs> he reminds me too much of Jim Caldwell. Like, he could come here and he could do okay, but I don't think he's the kind of coach that can bring us to that next level and really be in a like, – He's not an elite coach. He doesn't have any potential of being an elite coach. He's been played out. We know what he's got. Yeah. You know, I want to see one of these 
big-time coordinators who's really up and coming in the NFL and who could be making a name for themselves come make that name for themselves here in Detroit. Yeah. Just talk to me when the job's done. That's just like get it the, over with. Just figure it out. The Dan Campbell guy, he's a young coach. That's why I kind of yeah. liked his idea. But um, he – what was I going to say? I don't think we're going to see anything until the GM is hired. So, And the GM's harder to predict because there's a lot of – like. And we, the GM doesn't get any attention, yeah. so we don't know these people by name or what they do exactly. So, well, I know that um, I was I was really talking up um, Aaron Rodgers. Um, he was one of my picks for this weekend coming up. However, he may have a new career in front of him after retirement. Did you guys hear that he's going to be guest hosting an episode of Jeopardy in the near future? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe that he's going to be doing it? Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. I think he he might have been a celebrity guest. He idolized Alex Trebek growing up, but he's gonna uh, take his place for a night as a guest host um, at some time soon. I'm not sure if they actually gave a date. He did not say when the episode would actually air, but that was kind of uh, I believe it was breaking news in the Pat McAfee show this afternoon. That's gonna be his new gig, at least for a day. So. So we'll see. I, I just, I'm just, I'm trying to picture what would he be like as a as a Jeopardy host. I mean, we've seen him in commercials, and we know he can talk well, and and you know, I guess run a run a team or, or run a show. Discount He's running the check. offense. Yeah, the discount. I wonder. Oh man. I mean, he runs an offense. He runs a team. So I'm sure he could do a good job. I don't know. It's gonna he, be interesting. He, he Ken Jennings doing it now, but. Yeah. Ken Jennings, the uh, I guess he's not canceled oh, he didn't get quite yet. Canceled? Well, he might be soon. I don't know. It, it could be a matter of time. These are recorded a long time ago, but I don't know. He he may not get the uh, permanent job now that um, he's sympathizing with Bean Dad and Double Down. We talked about that in our last show, which was um, God. Everyone's getting canceled now. He has not been officially canceled. I know there was some confusion. He's still in the running. But, uh, yeah, doubling down on Bean Dad and talking about um, hot people in wheelchairs and old tweets are not exactly the best look for a show like Jeopardy, but uh, I guess we'll see what transpires in the near future when they finally make those decisions. I do hope that um, indoor dining comes back, which is supposed to happen on January 15th, but it looks like it's not. No, there's a. It's looking like February first is going to be a likely reopening now. I I think I think uh, Governor Whitmer is going to be talking tomorrow because it's uh, this this ban which I guess is done by the MDHSS M- Michigan Department of Health and Human Services MDHHS was done on December twenty second I believe it was supposed to expire at eleven fifty nine p.m. this Friday the fifteenth we've really heard nothing in terms of updates it sounds like she's going to be talking tomorrow but there was a free press story posted just a few hours ago. Um, oh, I'm sorry, it was the Detroit News, posted a few hours ago pretty much saying that indoor dining will likely reopen February 1st. So it sounds like this is going to be extended for another half month. Take it for what it's worth. Um, vaccines to get out. I guess. I suppose so. I was hoping to get out to see the, some of the football games in a sports bar this weekend, but uh, alas, I guess I'll have to be patient. I could drive to Barriga, though, to do that. Sounds like it's happening. <laughs> that was the other thing. There's a whole county in the UP, Barriga County, which I am pretty familiar with. Uh, they signed 
a manifesto is what they're calling it. Nine local officials in Barriga County signed a manifesto on Monday, yesterday, saying the county will no longer enforce COVID-19 restriction orders from the governor's office. I mean, this was done by the county sheriff um, along with uh, a few other people in the county. Um, I'm trying to see if there's an actual list, but yeah, they're just they're saying we're done. It's it's we're not we're not enforcing it. It's over. I'm just thinking to yourself: If you were a business owner, a restaurant owner, what would you do? Because you could still write a letter. Write a letter to Dave Portnoy. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get some help. Yeah. So that's what's going on. That's tough. I mean, because it's weird. Because yeah, the, the 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 county is allowing you to do it, but if you do open up a restaurant and no, serve alcohol, you could get you know in trouble with the. Uh, liquor control board of Michigan, and then have, yeah, you your... have your liquor license stripped. Exactly. Uh, so that's the problem. Um, there's the prosecuting attorney in Barriga that signed this manifesto. The county treasurer, um, the clerk, and the register of deeds. Um, a bunch so of county commissioners. Nobody who has any authority over them. Well, I mean, I don't know. Not not not. I mean, in terms of I licensing, mean, for like, no. For like local enforcement, sure, but for Enforcement from the actual state government, those, I mean, they're still screwed. Who have power to revoke licenses, absolutely, they're still screwed. Um, So, yeah, the state can still issue the fines, they can still suspend the food service and liquor license. I guess it's more along the lines of like a, uh, um, just like a protest or like a a form of protest doing that, saying we're not going to enforce that, which, you know, I I guess they can decide not to enforce it. Here's my question, if if you have, if you're a, a business... And so apparently they're not going to be enforcing the mask mandate or something up there. Yeah. Um, and you put a sign on your door saying you're not, nobody's allowed in unless they wear a mask as you're right as a business owner. Mm-hmm. And are the cops not going to respond if you have a bunch of unruly customers that refuse to wear masks? That's a good question. I, I don't know. Probably not. It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like, that's, well, you can't that's do That's not good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't, I mean, don't get me wrong, Barrett County is an extremely sparse county. I don't think it's going to be a huge issue. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it would be kind of a, a weird conundrum for certain businesses who are trying to be safe with the COVID restrictions and making that decision. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's. Uh, I mean, I guess those customers would be trespassing, right? And the cops should come and evict trespassers for you i suppose so that that's a good way to look at it we should call a business up there next week and kind of see if anyone's doing this i would love to do that we um, have to be careful about which one we should do well, a little research first just a bar or a restaurant or something you know somebody who could talk for like two minutes or three <laughs> minutes you know what's going on. we'll just blow in a call to them you know i mean they're a business we'll give it a shot it'll be a little tease for next week excuse me if i want to come in and i want to wear a mask is that allowed <laughs> well yeah exactly i mean we'll we'll ask kind of you know questions like that the the questions that the people demand to know if we're traveling up there so there's going to be some type of chatter up there about how this is going but i'd love to call a business up there we'll uh show meeting i know on the show we'll talk about that later uh but that's something that's going on right now the other the other thing is um I do want to get into the Red Wings in a bit because they are starting up soon. There's really not much to talk about. But um, did you guys hear about the auto show and about the changes coming to it? I just heard about it. That's out today, that news, isn't it? That is out today. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking. Where's our sounder? <laughs> we need a sounder. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> uh, the breaking news. The auto show is Technology not- and stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm much better than technology. Exactly. The Detroit Auto Show is leaving downtown for Pontiac. It was supposed to be back um, when they postponed it because it was supposed to be this, uh, I guess, summer of 2020, which is crazy. That's already six months ago. It was supposed to be the outdoor event. Uh, it was supposed to be postponed till 2021, but now that's not the case anymore. It's being relocated from um, the old Cobo Hall T- TCF Center, which I believe they're changing the name of that eventually soon too because TCF is like changing their naming convention, which will be interesting. Uh, but it's moving to the M1 Concourse in Pontiac, which is that um, that racetrack with the luxury garages. It's like a club. Mm. It's a car club out in Pontiac, which is actually really cool, but they're calling it Motor Bella, a bridge to the future of auto show. Uh, that was a statement released by the Detroit Auto Dealers Association, which runs the auto show. So it's Motor Bella. An abbreviated run September 21st through the 26th of 2021. Coming up in just a short nine months from now. Um, <laughs> which is, it's it's a lot less time of um, the original plan for the events in downtown Detroit, which were supposed to be just uh, September 24th through October 9th. Uh, so that's what's going to be going on. Um, and, oh boy, it, it's, it's going to be a very different event. Wide range of brands and vehicles, as well as demos of advanced technology and performance. If they're at that track, the M1 course up there in Pontiac, which is actually a really cool space, and they can have these demonstrations on the track, I actually think that's going to be really cool. I'm very excited for this. I'm I'm all in. As somebody who loves the auto show and is is really missing it, sign me up. Absolutely. Are you guys? Would would you guys go? Or is there zero interest for the demonstration? No. For anything, the whole event. It sounds like it's gonna be really cool. I would definitely go, and I I I hope that they really utilize that space, like in a in a very good way, because it has a ton of potential. But they could also just do something lame where they just like park a bunch of cars around the track. And I really hope they don't do that. I mean, it'd be so cool if they had like, all right, from four to five on Friday, we're gonna have all the Corvettes driving around and like. A Corvette demonstration where maybe they do some drag racing or something and you know different time slots for different vehicles performance or otherwise maybe some off-roading shows or demonstrations yeah. I think that could be really cool I can't wait it's saying an all outdoor venue with adrenaline pumping track activities and a full complement oh. of OEM and technology exhibits it's going to offer the sight sounds and even the smell of all that new world of mobility and what it has to offer. I love the smell of gasoline in the morning. <laughs> That's um, Rod Alberts, the DADA uh, executive director. The data. The the data executive director. So there you go. Detroit Auto Dealers Association. There's a lot of cool cars that need to be on show too that we haven't really seen like the bronco or the uh, sure or the uh the new hummer that's coming out yeah the thousand horsepower hummer yeah there's a lot of cadillac sedans the new cadillac models that are coming out that have not been in the auto show i mean e- even the new yeah. xt5 that's out there just mm-hmm. a reason the xt6 i mean there's so many of them the I new saw corvette they just announced the new ct5 and ct4 black wings was that today it was recently those cars i i'm telling you now they're, they're kind of announcing out there uh just get ready. As somebody who <laughs> loves Cadillac and loves performance and power and V8s, yeah. Th- these are going to be a game changer, in my opinion. Um, they 
this is going to get really nerdy. I don't have to do this. But they released the CT5 and the CT4V. Alex, you probably know what I'm talking about. Like a year ago or so, it was yeah, the Yeah, it was v. just like a dumbed-down version. Exactly. I, I believe the CT5V had like 355 horsepower, and everyone's saying like, that's not a V. What are you talking about? Well, uh, the answers are there. So I, uh, if anyone's interested, I recommend they go take a look because these are going to be some badass cars. I, I can't wait. Um, GM did change their uh, logo as as a uh, full disclosure. Somebody who works for oh, GM. I hate it. <laughs> they changed the logo. I'm not commenting. It's so bad. Let me see it. Let me see. Pull it, it up. Pull it up. It's. It, I'll, it's I'll just exp- not. It's not. My problem with it is that it's not a timeless logo. It's very modern and it's very. I think it's going to be outdated in like five years. So what they're doing, and like I said, I, I work for GM, so I'm I'm not going to give my huge opinion of it. I do know people who do not like it. I, I've been hearing that very strongly. I'll just say that. Um, but it's it's all lowercase. It's, um, it's, it's, it's done to promote the new vision of um, more electric vehicles. The M is, is kind of supposed to be like, like the plug of, of a, of a, you know, a cord and it's kind of plugging into something, but it's all lowercase. Yeah. So, and the um the blue it's a lighter blue it's supposed to represent cleaner skies i the colors are fine i don't like the lowercase that's what bothers me if the g was a capital g it'd be fine i don't know it looks it looks strange to me with the, the lowercase you guys aren't a proper noun anymore you guys aren't a name <laughs> what am i supposed to say i was not involved in these meetings i will say that i did not have any say but yeah that's the that's the new deal it's it's definitely i, I don't know man i Listen, I love the original GM logo. It's absolutely timeless. It's been there pretty much, I don't know how long, forever. For as long as I've known, that's the logo. You drive to the Rensen, there it is. That's GM. Now you're going to see the new one on on, on the Rensen. The the old one's gone. Wow. Mixed emotions, I know. I know. Uh, So so that's out there as well. Um, And, yeah, I, I do know that a lot of people are not too happy, but kind of... On the on the on the automobile and car track, this was something that I saw a couple hours ago. You all, we all remember Detroiters, right? On on Comedy Central, that TV show with um the the guy from SNL. It's actually the guy who sings basketball in that skit with Jason Sudeikis, which oh, okay. is great. Yeah. Um. God, why can't I think of his name? But he was on Detroiters, which is that show on Comedy Central. It was actually a really good show about um the uh. Was Key just Peel part of that one or no? No, it wasn't no. a Key and Peel thing. Oh. It, it was that advertising company that they were running in Detroit. It was so Detroit centric. It was so cool. But today, today, I was reading in uh, the Detroit Free Press, there's a sitcom coming to NBC. It's been ordered for the network's 2021 2022 season about a Detroit car company. It's a sitcom about a struggling group of auto executives at a Detroit-based car company heading to primetime television on NBC. It's a comedy. It's not a reality show. It's a comedy. It's called American yeah, I, Auto. I like, I like that line. I like that line <laughs> on the uh, on the free press story here because it's about a group of struggling auto executives, and then they go, don't worry, it's not a reality show. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a single-camera comedy, so it's one of those, I guess, like a mockumentary style, um, focusing on the Detroit headquarters, a failing auto company that's trying to 
Find a Path Forward in an Evolving Marketplace. It's coming from the same guy who did um, Superstore. If anyone watched Superstore, Justin Spitzer. Um, Sounds like kind of like The Office. <laughs> I guess. It's pretty similar. It's gonna, do you know who um, Anna Gastier is? Am I saying that right? The SNL alum? Anna Gastier? Yeah, I see that, but I... I'm looking her up right now. It's a fictional Mary Barra of sorts. Uh, she's playing oh. the lead role in the CEO's company. When was she on? I have no idea. Uh, she was a staff member, cast member from 96 to 02. Does she look familiar? A little before my time. She looks <laughs> familiar, <laughs> but I don't age. recognize her from SNL. Um, there's John Barinholtz, uh, Harriet Dyer, Humphrey Kerr, Michael B. Washington, Ty White, and X Mayo. I'm assuming that's his um, given name at birth, X Mayo. Um, so it's the letter X. <laughs> exactly. The car's company, uh, the car company's name is Payne Motors. Oh, no, it's a she. X Mayo is a she. Oh, yeah. Wow. Good job assuming her gender, Alex. <laughs> that was you. You did that. <laughs> You're complicit. You played along. We, we both did it. It's fine. <laughs> it's not fine. We apologize. It's going to be an interesting show. I mean, I'm 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 not sure how well it will do. These show these are usually the shows that like get canceled after a season. Nobody likes. Nobody cares about. But um, I, I do not know. recognize any of those names. I really don't either. Mike, that Michael B. Washington sounds familiar, doesn't it? Well, no, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, is that what I'm thinking? Of? God, shows what I know. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have high hopes for this show. I, You know, they always try to do those Detroit shows, Detroiters, Detroit 187. That was back, uh, I don't know, a few years ago or whatever from the guy from The Sopranos. But this one, who knows? It'll be something different. It actually is a, a concept that's I don't think it's ever been done before on TV. It, it sounds I just typed in Michael B. Washington to Google, and it came with came up with Michael B. Washington, attorney at law. Knowledge is power. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. This all-star cast on the NBC's new show. Nice. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, well, well, we'll keep an eye on that. I guess it'll be in the fall, coming up for the twenty-one, twenty-two season. I still am most excited this week. I know we have a really good day of football coming up on Saturday. We're all excited. There's no question about it. Thursday night, we get to see Red Wings hockey for the first time in over three hundred days. It's finally back against the Carolina Hurricanes uh, at the Little Caesars Arena. It's going to be a weird year, but at least it's back. I mean, it's a tough ticket to get. Everybody wants to go. Yeah, I nobody can. I was <laughs> checking StubHub today. Nothing. It's just nothing. So it's unbelievable. The 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 uh, the what is the word I'm looking for? The, the demand the intensity is palpable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the opener a bunch of times. We with went my new, with my new apartment. Yeah, we went. We went. We, when, we remember when the LCA just opened? We were like in one of the first games. I think it was a preseason game. May. Oh yeah, yeah. I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, it was you and I. It was yeah. when we ate at that restaurant there, whatever it was. And um, man, I'm, I'm and then I, I took Becca there actually. I think twice. Oh we yeah, went to two different games. I, we went to the season opener when uh, it was a season after Henrik Zetterberg retired. And oh he yeah, came yeah, out yeah. on the red carpet. In oh the middle man, and you were at speech. that game. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I got a student. Ooh! I got a student deal. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> I always loved going to the um, the the GLA for the college hockey games uh, at the end I, of December. GLI. G- oh, GLI. My God. It's been so long. Invitational. It's uh, been so long. My whatever goodness. you think it was. GLA. 
Great Lakes Association. Who knows the G Lions? Was of that course. the? It was the. It's a Michigan Techs tournament for God's sake! <laughs> what am I doing? Was that the LCA last year? Or yeah. two years ago? Sorry, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be last. Well, yeah, last year. Uh, nineteen, twenty nineteen. Yeah. So just over a year ago. Yeah. Wow. That's too bad. But they are coming back. They're playing the Carolina Hurricanes, and I know, I know, everyone's talking about the Wings are going to suck, they're not going to be any good, which, you know, it's probably true. I get it. I still, I give them three years to make the playoffs. Three years to make the playoffs. Did you say, like, three years to win the Stanley Cup a couple episodes ago? We need to run the tape. Did we? Did I? You said, you said something ridiculous. I thought I said five years to win the Stanley Cup. We should keep at the bottom of our notes page here <laughs> a list of all the just ridiculous tapes. <laughs> it's not a ridiculous. I, I think three years to, to get into the playoffs, five years to win the Stanley Cup. I think they well, will I'm win the Stanley Cup. I'm at least going to write that down. Here write it down bottom. now. That can, be, that can be your new take. Put it down now. I say they're going to win the Stanley Cup by the year um, if they get back to the normal season time frame, 2026. That's my that's my hot take. That's yeah, a, that's a hot take. Five years from now. All right. Well, when we are on the air on the first day of 2027. <laughs> oh my God! Can you imagine? It, it could happen. Just when I imagine think what you could Zach, possibly if win, or if we're still on the air. Any <laughs> you go and do Both. something like this. <laughs> I think and I should... totally redeem yourself. <laughs> You'll see. You'll all see. <laughs> I'll they, do it. You don't know any of the players anymore. It's pretty wild, actually. I know. To be honest with you, I need to catch myself up on the on the roster because I've. Just, I mean, they've just been out of sight, out of mind for a long time now. So I'm trying to get back into it. It's kind of like the Pistons, oh. where they had such a high turnover, you know, rate this this off, like off season. It's yeah. just like who is out there now? <laughs> it could be anyone. It could Have be. They Max. Even announced a captain yet? Not yet. I don't think so. Not that's yet. Good. That's kind of the big news that's coming. Is I thought we were going to have a captain before the start of the season. I, I thought so, too. It will I thought be that's what Iserman said, but, I mean, Larkin hasn't been named captain yet, and that would be the expectation, I would think. Absolutely. He will be. I, I really think he will be. Uh, there were 27 players from nine NHL teams testing positive for COVID, including 17 of those 27 players. From Dallas, from the Dallas Stars. So, those couple, I know, isn't that wild? Come on, Texas. Come on now. Those, uh. Did you guys, wait, did, I, we should have brought this up earlier. Did you guys see the celebration for the Alabama oh my God. championship? Yeah. It was oh wild. <laughs> Packed. Coronavirus! <laughs> I mean, just a ton of people. No masks! Coronavirus was in heaven. <laughs> oh my, could you imagine coronavirus like, mm, mm, um, look at that crowd! As far as the eye could see, people packed like like sardines. Like they couldn't move at all. It was unbelievable. And not a mask in sight. It was <laughs> unbelievable. No, it was awful. Cocaine, alcohol, and bad bitches? Way cooler than coronavirus. <laughs> live taste. That was, that was live audio from Tuscaloosa. Actual <laughs> audio from last night's incredible, incredible gathering. Uh, the Della Stars um, have their two f- first games postponed, by the way. They will not play before January 19th. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins canceled practice Saturdays, precaution, a day after um, uh, 19 players in the Blue Jackets did not practice as a precaution as well. So it's weird times, but uh, I guess they're going to do their best. You know what's kind of shocking to me? I thought these people would be able to be vaccinated before they started playing, you know? I, but I, I think so. It makes sense that they're not because you should do the people who need it first. But, you know, you always... Do, uh, you don't need hockey? I need hockey. 
Come on. Well, I'm, I'm we saying, all need hockey. I'm saying, like, you know, the older and the, the health professionals and all that should probably be done first. But it it's just interesting because the, the before that you had the money to get the testing. But now yeah. apparently they don't have the money, doesn't get you the vaccine. So it's interesting. I, I it's will probably s- a good thing. Maybe. Yeah, Probably. Uh, the, the mo- speaking of which, mobile sports betting is going to be coming to Michigan very soon. I know they keep advertising it, um, but they're finally saying it's going to be launching like like within the next few days, mid-January, which is the next few days. So that's coming, including something that the Red Wings are thinking of doing. They did enter into a gaming partnership with PointsBet. They announced that again Tuesday, a multi-year partnership with PointsBet, which is a global sportsbook operator and a provider of a sports wagering app that means there's going to be something to enhance fan engagement and game day excitement including the rebranding of sports and social detroit at little caesar's arena to the points bet sports bar where you can probably place in-game live game betting right there at the lc can you imagine that can i mean seriously going to a red wings game great i'm serious i mean why not Larkin's going to have a trick tonight. <laughs> Just put it down. <laughs> you exactly. You can do something like that. <laughs> you know, when you when you walk into the stadium with your buddy and he makes some loud mouth claim like, oh, yeah, wings are going to win five zip. And you're like, all right, back it up. Put some money down. <laughs> that would be incredible. That would be absolutely incredible. And, I mean, it's going to be something that's going to be on everyone's phones in the next few days, really, if you choose to sign up. Um, that's coming. But I think this is going to be the norm at, at stadiums. Just go Full in disclosure, there. I have the app on my phone already. Oh my god! <laughs> Did you get the free sign-up bonus? Well, hopefully, we'll see. I mean, I so I had it from when I was in Indiana because it's it was legal in Indiana before. But then I downloaded the the FanDuel one as well, just for the bonus. I mean, yeah, three hundred dollars just for signing up. Why not? You're losing money by not. That's true. That's true. And there, you know what? There's so many of them. There, there really are. I mean, they are. I don't know. There's like, there's advertisements for them. Every other ad on the radio, I see them all the time on TV. There's just they're everywhere, and they're all giving these big promotional like uh, hundred free dollars once they sign, once that uh, goes live or whatever it is. So they're out there. They're really pushing it. Do we need to have a disclaimer when we talk about gambling? <laughs> I don't know. We could. We if can you have a gambling problem, speak help. <laughs> hey, we're not advertising. We're no, not advertising. True, okay. true. Yeah, we're not advertising. We're okay. That's, that's I wish we were getting paid for this. Okay. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Um, uh, finally, I, I, we can kind of close with this. I know we have some other things, but um, what are we at? One thirteen. Mike Babcock. He's joining NBC Babcock. as a Babcock. Babcock as a sports analyst. Is he somebody you think could be a good sports analyst? I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I, look, don't get me wrong. I thought he was an incredible coach. I was a big Babcock fan. I know the players hated him, but I don't. I don't know. It's just going to be different seeing him on, on NBC doing one of those sports shows during the intermission. I'm, I'm not so sure. Well, didn't so NBC sure. get rid of a lot of their commentators or a lot of them resigned or whatnot? <laughs> Something like, I like think that. Jeremy Roenick did. and A few of them probably got canceled. Yeah, exactly. So they, they need someone to come in who's a little bit more straight-laced and is just going to say something like, well, you know, you send the puck in and <laughs> got to put a body on them. we got to get bigger on the blue line. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised because I feel like it's pretty well known that the players didn't like them. And I think once you lose the respect of the players and then lose your job, like – I don't know. I feel like you're going to have to lose the respect of the fans soon, right? Well, they knew the players didn't like him, and they hired him in Toronto. I think that's kind of 
I know you mentioned that before the show. I still think it's a little separate. I think there's plenty of good coaches out there that the players really didn't like and plenty of good coaches that the fans like. At least in my I don't opinion. think it's that they didn't respect him. I think they just thought he was a hard ass, which is fair. Yeah, I mean, he, well, from everything I've read, he definitely was. So, it, yeah, absolutely fair. But he'll be on NBC. It'll be something new. It'll be something different. It's just bizarre for me to think of him doing that as that role. I always thought he was very, I, I don't want to say quick with the media, but it was definitely something that I didn't think he would want to do post-coaching. But here we are. So we'll take a look. We'll see. True. I'm just ready for hockey. All right, you you boys good? Are we good today? Yeah, I think so. I'm ready. Do you want to do those Reddit things, or do you want to save it for another time, Alex? You know, we, we ended up finding enough material, surprisingly. So just like uh, football helmets and a lot of the other things, we'll just uh, keep pushing it down the road. <laughs> uh, Maybe we'll get pizza. to it in uh, 2026. Listen. That's definitely <laughs> something I want to address. Like, I think it's a really interesting topic. I think we can have a really good, long conversation about it. So it's definitely something I want to – bring up at the beginning of a show because I think people are going to want to hear it. We'll do that. And I will say this. Once the Super Bowl is done, there's going to be a lull. There's going to be things looking that we're looking to talk about. And there's going to be a lot more time to fill. And it'll be done with some of these, uh, I guess, more uh, fun random topics that we can really have a good conversation about and, and, and try to give some takes. So they will be coming. They're coming. Don't worry. They're coming. It's going to be amazing. We're all excited for it. All right. If you don't know by now, follow us at Cutting Where Out Early been? on Twitter. <laughs> cutting Out Early dot podcast on Instagram. You can email us, Cutting Out Early dot podcast at gmail.com. That's G M A I L dot com. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you find your podcast. We broadcast from anchor.fm slash Cutting Out Early. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you tune in next week. Please like, review, share, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad. Tell your grandma, anybody who wants to listen to us, let them know. We have a task for the listeners this week. We need everybody to tell two friends. If everyone told two friends about the show, <laughs> we'll we would have three listeners. <laughs> oh, stop that, Alex. That's self. Oh, my God. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We'd have a ton. It'd be incredible. We get advertisers. Throw it over to the advertisers. See what they say. We're, close to we're getting there, ladies and we're gentlemen. We're close to locking up an advertiser. You'll see. We're, we're, we're doing our best. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will see you guys next week. Yep. Yeah.